Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode with me Kristalina as your host for Hype A. Today we have on episode nine we have Brinley Odu Davis. He's a photographer based in London town, England and uh, we're gonna hear all about photography, what he's into, who he photographs and why and so much more. So let's welcome Brinley. Hi Brinley. Hello, lovely to be here with you. It's so lovely having you here and we were just chatting, you know, sort of beforehand, like how you listen to Vanessa, Vanessa, Vanessa's episode, Vanessa Morel on, um, on high pay and how we sort of know similar people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And how, how did you get into photography? Um, uh, I've kind of always loved photography since I was yeah. quite young. Um, um, yeah, I had an uncle who recently passed away and he got me into it at a young age. Um, and I wasn't much good at anything else really. And I was quite a visual person. I liked to look at magazines and books and I was just kind of drawn to photography. Um, mm-hmm. and then at the age of like 15 or something and I'm quite young, I started just taking pictures. And I was kind of known as like, oh, that guy, he takes photographs, you know? Um, yeah. so yeah, since the age of 15 really, I've been like, working towards being a photographer taking a lot of pictures of random things and yeah amazing yeah I mean some people just have a natural knack to taking pictures and like knowing like which aperture and like all the, the tech the tech um were you quite quite good with that like understanding all of the no not at all <laughs> no I don't even think I'm a natural photographer really um I think it's just a skill that you learn do you know what I mean yeah uh, no, it was only recently that I actually learned how to use my camera properly. I've studied photography since I was like 16, but it was when I was like, at the start of lockdown, I was like, okay, cool, I better learn how to actually use my camera on manual. Before that, it was just automatic, which is kind of crazy. But so yeah, definitely not. <laughs> wow, so you, you started with automatic before you started with manual? Yeah, 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 I just changed the sentence. I was just like, okay, cool, I, I should probably learn how to do this properly. And did you, did you also develop some of your pictures too? Uh, no, never really. I did it when I was in college, but um, I went to university and did digital photography. And then mm-hmm. when I left, I started shooting on film, but I was just going to snap it, snap some back in the head to it for me. Just about yeah. But then when lockdown happened, I was like, oh man, like I can't be doing this. I'm taking too many pictures. So then I moved back to digital and I've just been shooting on digital since really. That's fantastic. And where, where in you, which university did you go and study I, photography? To uh, Ravensbourne. Uh, it's like a smallish uni in north greenwich right with o2 um yeah not many people know it, but it's good for certain things it's really good for like tv and stuff um uh-huh. yeah, I photography. uh yeah it was good it was just cool going to university because i kind of you know got to go to london at a young age and kind of you know you know have those years to mess around and experiment with things it was good getting to know london life Exactly, it's a big city, right? So it was good to get those years in, the experience to like understand the city more and all these things. It was good. And where where did you grow up? I grew up in Bath, in mm. uh, England. Yeah, it was nice. And then I moved to London when I was like eighteen, and I moved straight to Peckham. Um, and yeah, I've kind of been there almost like ten years now. Uh, quite a juxtaposition between Bath and Peckham. I found it like yes. Like when I go down, when I visit my parents, and I'm like walking down the high street in Bath and it's like you know a certain type of people and you get a peck and it's just all types of people it's like it's nice to have a change sometimes you go from one place to the other and it's like you just feel the energy is different um 
But yeah, if I'd stayed in Bath, I don't think I'd could be a photographer. Just being places like Peckham, there's just so exciting visually, you know? You see so many different faces and characters. It's just quite inspiring. It makes you want to take pictures. Yeah, I see, what you're, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I mean, are you still in touch with people who you hung out with, who you grew up with in Bath? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, you know, not many people were creatives when I was going to be growing up, like my friendship group. But now, because I've been doing a series the last few years, I actually went back and I uh, I kind of met the artist on Bath. And now mm. I've moved to London. I'm good friends with him now. My other friend Tristan's still on Bath, so I get to see him. So I kind of had to search them out. Um, there were people I knew of, I was slightly aware of when I was younger, but now they're more like firmer friends, you know, because we do similar endeavours. And um, how how did you sort of get from, you know, studying uh, photography into the job itself, like being a professional? Because it's quite, it's also quite a leap in itself, isn't it? Like getting that confidence as well to to take photos and get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. To be honest, when I was in uni, I wasn't really doing much. I'm not particularly academics. So I was like, eh, you know. Um, I was yeah. always waiting for the opportunity to, like, leave and to do it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, what did I do? Um, I I couldn't take pictures of anyone, really, when I first started. Like, I'd say to my friends, I'd take your picture, and I didn't really know about that. So I kind of just started on the street. I'd just walk up and down around Peckham and South London and just take pictures of, like, people on the street portraits, you know? And then mm-hmm. I did an exhibition as soon as I finished and I invited a lot of my friends and I curated it with, and I showed some of my other friends' work. I did like really big pictures of like people I'd done street photography of. And then I kind of like posted them and then, and then I started going on like random websites, you know, being like, hey, models, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. cool, I'll link up and I'll do pictures. And then from there, my friends saw the street photography pictures so I photographed my friends. And then I kind of had some pictures, you know, I was kind of practicing taking portraits. And then yeah. because it's such a good, vibrant music scene in London, yes. I uh, just started messaging people. I photographed MC Pinty first when I was like just finished uni. And then, you know, that led to more people and more people. And, you know, then I was just kind of taking pictures a lot. Uh, yeah, you know, just practicing. You've got you to gotta do it to get good, you know? Absolutely. And I, I think what I love about your photography as well, it, it is so eclectic and it is so London, I have to say. Because you, you, as you say, like you photograph kind of what you've seen in Peckham and I guess what London represents and what looks like for you and the people that you photograph in my eyes are examples of what real London is you know you've got this wonderful interview also with Bricks magazine and uh, there's a showcase of your your photographs there um, as well tell, tell us about um, for example Sola, Sola Olulode uh, yeah, she's a brilliant artist. She's doing real good. Um, all of them are, really. I photographed her a good few years ago now. Uh, I think like 2020. Um, yeah, I've photographed her and haven't actually seen her since. So I can't say too much on it, really. But there's certain yeah. people that, you know, I've photographed once and I might not see them again for a long time. But it's yeah. nice to have that moment. It's a funny thing doing pictures. It's kind of weird, do you know what I mean? Because you go meet someone for the first time. And then, like, after half an hour, you're taking their portrait, you know? It's kind of like, you're going to build yeah. a quick rapport with someone, and then you might not see them again for a long time, but you had that moment together where you created something together, which is cool. Well, you're, you're, you're sort of honestly documenting a moment in time, sort of taking a, a capture of, the, of them, of themselves at that moment. And just like in Bricks Magazine, you photographed um, Olivia Sterling, 
who's based in White City in London. And she says, uh, with the cost of living rising, I don't think I would have been able to afford to live in London just working four days a week anyway. Um, so shout out to Olivia, um, by the way. <laughs> I hope you don't mind me quoting you here, but Olivia. But yeah, you know, with that quote and the photograph that you took of her, it's just, you know, you're, you're as I said, you're capturing a moment, you're capturing London, you're capturing a story in, yeah. in you know, in immediate time. Yeah, yeah, no, it's cool, really. Like, um, I started doing the project, so I had photographed musicians around, like, South London. That's what I kind of was doing. I also had a few other jobs as well. I used to work at the Ministry of Sound, and I used to work at, like, Bussy Bill and Packing. And just doing, like, random jobs, you know what I mean? Just, like, earning a living, being a photographer. And then lockdown happened, and um, I went back home for, like, three months. I was with my parents and my grandma, and I was like, yeah. okay. I looked for all my pictures that I'd done of all the music stuff. And I kind of like, I've been using the same lens, I've been using like a 50 millimeter lens. And I was like, oh man, I need to like mix this up. I need to do something new, get on a different avenue. So I came back to Peckham and then I just started just, well, I felt like my friend Conor Murgatroyd first. Um, he's doing really well, he's a great artist. And then- What's I kind his name of, again? Connor. Conor Murgatroyd. Conor Murgatroyd. Um, yeah, he's originally from Bradford up north, but he, yeah, he lives in Peckham as well. Um, yeah, I felt like I got Tim and then, I just was like, okay, cool. I want to take pictures, but um, I can't be photographed musicians because they're not really available around. So I need to like find a new avenue to take lots of photographs. So then I kind of came across Connor and was like, oh, this is interesting, artists in their studios. So then I just started photographing those and those are artists, you know, because I had the ability to photograph them. And it was lockdown too, because nothing was happening, you know, everyone was just in their studio painting, working, doing whatever. So I was just going to walk up, do pictures, for like an hour and a half, leave, and you know, you just interviewed someone before you interviewed me. And I was saying I do the yes. same thing sometimes. Like on Friday, I did three shoots. Um, sometimes I do like five shoots if I was traveling for this project. Just you just one after another. Sometimes you yeah. lose and you're like, oh man, I feel so uninspired. But you know, you gotta try it, you gotta try these things. Um, yeah, so I was photographing artists. Um, but I think I came to it at a good point in time because as Olivia said, it's difficult being an artist, you know, doing any artistic endeavor especially if you don't have like financial support from like, you know, family or work or these things, like a lot of working class artists, it's really difficult because mm -hmm. people, find, people might think you're doing good, but at the end of the day, it's like, it's a difficult thing to like make money full time doing this sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it was a good time to photograph artists when I did because it was locked down. People on like universal credit, people were like not having to do other jobs, you know, like as Olivia said, she was working them jobs, you know, she probably yeah. didn't have that during lockdown she had the time to just make up so I think a lot of people have gone from you know being like a part-time artist or like an aspiring artist to, to some degree to full-time just being like all right cool for two years almost three years I'm just gonna do art and for a lot of people that's a really like important moment in time for them you know because yeah. it's been like three years you might have been like 23 to 26 whatever I started the series when I was just turned 25 and 27 now uh yeah you're so young you're such a baby still <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting a few wrinkles. <laughs> it's all that squinting when you're taking shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it's you know, yeah. A lockdown was good. There's also like the artist support pledge. Sort of artists the first time get to sell work. It was like you're selling work for like two hundred pounds. Um, I think to buy a piece of work or to sell a piece of work, you had to do either or. You had to like buy someone's work to sell a piece of work. So it was like an exchange, you know. So I think people for the first time were actually making a bit of money. I actually photographed one dude um, and he 
had just been to like mad education for years. He'd gone to loads of amazing unis, doing like sculptor and artist practice stuff, you know. And then I think on Artist Spot Black, she sold two hundred works at two hundred pounds each, and he did that in a few months. Enough money for the first time to like have a go, you know, to rent a property, like not to rent, so to like buy a property, which is mm -hmm. kind of cool. you know that's like a quick turnaround. And I think that's a lot of that's come from lockdown. Um, yes. Yeah, it's kind of using using that time during lockdown, which seems so far away almost now that we think about it in 2023. But using yeah. that time wisely, right? Using yeah, that time yeah. wisely. It was also interesting too, because a lot of people beforehand had like, if you're going to see art, you kind of go to a gallery or something, you know? But because yeah. people couldn't do that, they were doing online shows or people just spent a lot of time on their phone, you know, looking for things. So I think art actually, because they're the only people who are producing content and putting things out into the world. So I think there's actually a lot of eyes on art during that period of time. So I was kind of lucky the fact that I started photographing artists at that moment in time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I mean, it, again, you know, when I think about photography in terms of shows, I the first thing that comes into my head is the photographer's gallery. I mean, that's a gallery that I used to go to all the time, religiously, every weekend as a teenager. Like, I was obsessed with the photographer's gallery, and I'm not really a photographer, but, you know, I'm an artist, visuals. Um, but yeah, it's amazing how it's all shifted into the gallery being the phone, the gallery being Instagram. And I, I find it really difficult still to kind of like, you know, I don't know, perform, I guess, perform on Instagram. Uh, maybe it's because I'm now in a different generation. Um, I, I still think that websites are kind of like <laughs> the place to be. Um, but I do see that you've really captured again, that you've captured a moment, you've captured a moment in time where you're taking photographs of artists, you know, and they are showing their work online, as you say, and, and photography is now so big. Like in my day in the 90s, it was all the face, you know, ID magazine was like the, the those are the magazines that you wanted to pick up. And, you know, but like today it's the face now and ID and even timeouts on, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, it's all moved, right? It's all moved to like the digital age. And... Yeah, but you know, I think it's cool. I kind of find it a bit weird, weird the fact that you kind of have your own social media, like you are your own media. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Everywhere, yeah. Artist or whatever, you're representing your own media out, output. You don't have to depend on like gatekeepers, like big magazines. You can kind of just do it yourself, which is quite cool. Um, it is cool, and it's it's kind of uh, I guess it, it's quite empowering, and like how one can dictate how one wants to be seen. Yeah, completely, and everyone's got a different style for it, you know. I think just having the confidence to just put yourself out there is a crazy thing, you know, because you've got to do it. Um, but things come with backlash, you know, but you've got to just go for it and put yourself out there. Um, but that's a hard hurdle to get over, I think, for a lot of people. Um, yeah. I mean, how how do you think it's it's going to be changing in the next 10 years, digital photography or like social media platforms? Uh, I don't know. It's interesting, right? Because like AI is like a thing now. Like I keep seeing all these amazing like, AI imagery of like mm -hmm. amazing parties and like everyone's like digitally manipulated to look like incredible. And like this is like, I feel like you could either be on the new wave of doing something really unique and interesting and forward thinking, or you could like perfect uh, an older craft, like use an older type of camera and get really good at that. Because yeah. Um, yeah, everyone's kind of a photographer these days, which is really positive because, you know, to be a photographer, you've got to just practice and take a lot of images and everyone's got a phone these days. So I think people understand image making more and imagery more than back in yeah. the day. Because, you know, back in the day, 
there's only a small amount of photographers that did things. So I think the understanding of art and image making and all those things, have, people have like more of a perception of it now because everyone is doing it, you know? Um, but how is it going to change? I don't know. Um, I just think you can't put your hopes into one thing, you know? It's like, you could be like uh, doing amazingly well on Instagram, but then there's always going to be something new that came along, you know, TikTok, now it's all about video content, you know? Yeah, now, yeah. It might, might be something else. Um, but, you know, just putting your work into the ether, it's kind of weird to just like create content for like these big corporations to just make money. Um, so I don't know, maybe people will get more into like physical art, you know, looking at paintings or photography, like big prints, you know, that could be good. That could be more like people actually walk up to things and go to events and look at art in person more than just on their phone. Because, you know, it's hard to like imagine the scale sometimes of art. Um, or like the texture of it, or all those things, you know, unless you see it in person. Absolutely. I mean, are you planning on doing a, a show at any point? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I want to do a few shows. I've got a few coming up this year. Um, but yeah, it should be cool. Because, um, yeah, I just, when I started this series, because I was doing like music stuff, and then I was like, okay, cool, I'll do pictures of artists. And then no one else was really doing it. So I thought it's a good moment in time to like, encapsulate young artists around the UK so I did it in London and then I went over from London to uh, Scotland first and this is all like during the lockdown so it was like I was wearing a face mask you know going to shoots just like it's kind of like an intense weird vibe um, yeah I'm sure yeah it was kind of crazy I went to Cornwall I went to I basically tried to represent everyone in the UK so I went to Wales Scotland Northern Ireland all around England um, just photographing all these people you know and then I kind of always had the back of my mind like this is a good way to make things democratic you know because I yes. came in I came into it like I didn't really know much about art I didn't really know who was like successful who wasn't what was popular you know I just kind of came into it from like okay I like to take photographs it's an opportunity to take lots of photographs let's just do it so my idea was to take lots of pictures of all these artists in different parts of the UK and then like encapsulate them into one project so it kind of makes it democratic so everyone's on the same sort of level so I love to like show the pictures together, you know, to like mm -hmm. be a really big artist. People are obsessed with Daisy Paris, you know, and there might be an artist mm -hmm. that has just started, that's just graduated in, you know, Belfast, and then to have a photograph next to each other, that's quite cool, you know. That's kind of the idea that I had behind it because I came into it as a novice myself. So my expectations of what was popular and what wasn't, you know, it's a learned thing I've kind of learned, but when I first started, I had no idea really. Absolutely. I mean, I do still feel like I I am of a I am a like genuinely of a different generation. So I am seeing like your generation, obviously with the greatest respect. Um, you're just all so much more technologically savvy, and that's something that you may not necessarily like realize, like how savvy you guys are. <laughs> um, Think about the generation below me; it's going to be even more crazy because yeah. I'm another iPhone generation. You know, it's like. I kind of grew up without an iPhone. And then when I got to like my mid-teens, it became a thing. And I was like 14 people with iPhones. Before that, it was like Nokia's and stuff or like whatever. Um, I'm like the first age of like MSN. Remember that or like Bebo? Like, MSN chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like going home every day. I'm so dyslexic too. So I just, my spelling must have been so awful back then. I'm <laughs> everything wrong. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's like, the generation below me is going to be even more like crazy on it you know because they've literally grown up with it being a thing they don't know anything other than that yeah yeah it's just going to get even more intense it would be it would be interesting to see how it all changes you know hopefully for the better i mean i, I there was this moment in time 
um when photography was almost beginning was was going to become obsolete you know as a as a as a like an industry and as a you know even like where you could develop your photographs and all this and now finally we've bridged the gap between the digital and the you know manual and there really was a, a like scary point in photography where it wasn't it wasn't going to be like that and um you know a lot as you know like I'm sure in in London Tottenham Court Road it's just all secondhand photography shops and secondhand photographs and um it's but changed. yeah it's changing and obviously everything changes and that's just how it is and that's how it's meant to be but I'm just really glad that photography is now it's kind of like it, it's come back again it's come back again and people are finding like um manual photography uh polaroid taking polaroids like it's back in fashion it's on vogue again it is but it's also not going to be for a while i think because it's so expensive now like the price of films going up i think kodak are increasing like their price about 40 percent someone said to me the other day that's wild gosh like i moved to digital like two years ago when i started this project so i was taking too many pictures i couldn't afford the film so yeah. a lot of people who shoot purely on film that's crazy because it's like how are you going to be able to afford that you know you do less mm -hmm. shoot and you develop yourself less and I always think it's good to just take a lot of pictures, you know, because mm -hmm. I remember being somewhere or having a conversation one time, and it's like you probably get five good images if you're lucky, that might be in your portfolio forever, every year. So I always think if I just take a lot of pictures, then five pictures are more likely to be really strong, you know? Um, so if you're shooting on film, you can't really shoot that often, Those that's like a limitation, you know? So things are changing, but I think people are gonna like adapt more. They're gonna move from film they're gonna find digital, but because it's like AI and stuff and it's changed in a different direction, I think people, what I think is gonna happen is people find like old, like digital cameras and start using them. You know, when you go to like a party when you're a kid and someone's had like a tiny little camera, those sort of cameras are gonna be like the best cameras ever now, because that's like an aesthetic, you know? It's like, yeah, I've got like, some of those. I've got some of those in my collection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can start shooting with them because I think that'll be the new style for a bit. That sort of image making, because you know, you don't have to pay for it um and aesthetics are already there because it's low quality so I think that would be like a popular thing for a bit now which um which shows have you been to recently so photographic uh, shows. uh I went to Chris Killip's show at the photographer's gallery that was amazing um really great documentary photographer just really mm -hmm. brilliant really incredible imagery um yeah I don't know like I've been to a lot of art shows I kind of like I just spent so many years being so obsessed with photography, just like yeah. age, that when I started photographing artists, I kind of was like, oh, this is actually like different. It's visual, obviously, um, but I actually go to more art shows now than photography shows. Uh, I went to Guts Gallery like two days mm -hmm. ago, that's like a group show. That mm -hmm. was good. Um, a lot of good art, a lot of good artists as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I go to a lot of shows these days. It's quite nice, to be honest, because doing photography is kind of like a solo pursuit, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't see that many photographers that often uh but the art world is so much more connected like people go to each other's shows photographers don't really have shows like that really um so yeah going to shows and that's like a social aspect of life these days it's quite nice you know um, have you have you taken photographs of um sort of street art like artists that are street artists and the outside of the commercial circuit not, not really i was going to photograph some graffiti artists packing but no, nobody wants to be photographed. <laughs> well, I've, I've got some friends in LA who would love to be photographed, the street artists. Oh, that's good. Well, these people don't because they don't want their identity to be known. Um, but yeah, 
any street artists other than those people really so no uh, and and taking photos of artists or even musicians like abroad have you have you got some plans to do that too i'd like to um yeah i just want to kind of get this project i've been doing in the uk out into the world first because yeah. i don't want to be one of those people that just goes from project to project and never actually finishes anything you know yeah um, yeah I don't want to get ahead of myself. <laughs> I just got to, you know, because I kind of did because I went to like Scotland and Northern Ireland and Wales. So I need to like show the pictures in those places too. So that's something I'm going to have to do. It's like uh, maybe next year or the end of this year, maybe I'll do like a show in maybe like Derry or I don't know, like Cardiff or something. And um, what's your what's your main age group of artists that you photograph? I kind of always think it's good to photograph people your age, you know, and then I'll keep photographing people my age as I get older. So when I'm in like my 50s, I prefer to 50 year olds. I kind of think it's like, if you're in the fashion world and it's like really young models, it's like, you know, what, what do I have in common with like a 17 year old model? Not really, but I have a lot in common with an artist who's a similar age to me. So I kind of, I've always done that, you know, kind of photograph people, my peers, my age group. Um, and also I was kind of aiming on emerging artists too, because mm -hmm. older artists who are proper established, they've already been photographed, you know, they've already had that documentation done. Um, it's like I love to photograph like really big musicians like Kendrick Lamar and that'd be amazing. But the amount of amazing shoots he's already done, that's crazy, you know? I'd rather mm -hmm. photograph people have been photographed and build that rapport with them first. So, so yeah, my age group really. And that'll probably yeah. change as I get older as well, you know? It'll keep evolving. Well, I would I would love for you to come to my Oxfordshire studio. I'm I'm in my late, very late 30s now. Um but I would love for you to come to my studio and take photographs of me if you like. Yeah, Just I actually, I've been meaning to go to Oxford. Um, it's on my list. So yeah, maybe we'll organise it later this year. Well, I'm not in Oxford, but I'm in Oxfordshire on the border of Oxfordshire and Warwickshire. So proper con proper country lass now, I think. Yeah, um, which I know you'd appreciate being from Bath as well. I love Bath, by the way. Um, yeah, it's a really like English english country scene it's gorgeous here um yeah. and the light the light is also so clear as well like even if it's cloudy it's just really clear and because obviously it's little pollution and that mm -hmm. makes a difference isn't it the light for me as an art as a painter like light is of absolute importance yeah. um it's too. like it's so funny like i'm so obsessed with like light the other day i did a few shoots and it was just the most beautiful day like i was on the bus going to a shoot and I was, I, I found nothing more annoying than like a slow bus and a little bit late. But anyway, I was doing that. Like, yeah. Looking out the window, and I was like, a little bit annoyed, but I was also like really enjoying just like see coming around every corner and just seeing the light drop down or like just how it hit the buildings. It was really beautiful. So yeah, light is like such a nice thing in life to be able to take photographs or to do art when mm. the night happens. You really appreciate it, especially being in England as well. Like if you live somewhere that's really hot all the time, it'd be different, you know. But I do shoots when it's raining. I just do a shoot. If I organise a shoot, I'll probably do it that day. But when it is sunny and the light is perfect, you can't really be in it. It's great. Absolutely. Um, who would be your three inspirational people? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a trick question. It's a really hard question because I ask this question to all of my guests. And I think if, you know, if the question was towards me, I find it really hard. No, no, it's good. There's just so many people in the world. Do you know what I mean, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so many people history. Um, <laughs> Man Ray, I really love Man Ray. I got his book when I was yes. doing it because it was kind of a weird thing doing the project because um, I didn't really have that many references for people that were currently photographing artists. 
I had lots of music ones or, you know, documentary photographers, but like art photographers, it was like a rarity. And then I read his book and I was like, oh, this is great. Cause he was kind of doing what I was doing, but like, you know, a hundred years before, you know, mm -hmm. I was doing it, like, he was doing it in like 1920. Um, and like the way he like describes meeting these artists and the conversations he had, I was like, hey, this guy's kind of talking my language here, it's great. So yeah, Man Ray for sure, I really like that guy. Um, the shapes yeah. as well and lighting and his work is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just he was just a go-get, you know, it's cool. Um, hmm, okay, right, we've got Man Ray. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Bob Marley, you know, I was listening to him earlier today. Cause I had a conversation yes. with my mum the other day and I, I said about this photographer and I was like, mm, I don't really like this image that much. And my mum was like, oh, I don't know if I'd be able to tell, you know, if I didn't like an image. And I was like, yeah, you would. It's just natural, like composition. Like as an artist, you learn composition, but innately as a human being, you understand it just visually. You're like, that looks good. There's something about it that feels good. You know, and I was trying to tell this to my mum. And then I tried to explain it like, all right, cool. Bob Marley makes music it's good music, you know, universally everyone appreciates it because there's something about it that is joyful and great. And that's just like the level of the art that it's at, you know, if you mm -hmm. make good art at a high level and it's well composed, it's always going to be enjoyable, you know? Um, so yeah, Bob Marley. <laughs> um, hmm. Do, 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 do. Um, hmm. Maybe Lee Miller as well. Lee uh, Miller, yes, gosh, fantastic. Yeah. She's I was really obsessed with her for a while. Yeah, she's really brilliant. I was actually just looking through uh, this Kate Hessel book, Katie Hessel's friend. And, uh, yes, it's like the history, the story of art without women, without yeah. men, but with women. I have that book too. Yeah, it's great. Cool, right? um, and there's like a really great image of her in a like, hitless bathtub. Um, but like, <laughs> she came from photography and like from like the surrealism, you know? It's like yes. she worked with Ben Ray and then like she had that aesthetic of like, okay, let's see things through the surreal eye. And to like get into a bathtub, that's Hitler's bathtub in his apartment in like 1945. That's like a weird concept, but that's brilliant. And that's why mm -hmm. it's unique, great. Because not many people think in that abstract kind of way, like, oh, this would be an interesting angle. You know, she probably just had a tripod and did it herself, you know? Yeah. And then there's like an iconic image. So yeah, Lee Miller, um, yeah, great woman. Yeah, there's, that's what I said. It's like you're, you're taking, you're capturing moments, you're capturing stories. And I think that people, Kind of get to appreciate that more you know in photographer and photographers that they're capturing almost people's souls you know there are, there are places in the amazon in south america where there are certain indigenous tribes that still believe or even in north america still don't want to be photographed because they still believe that one is capturing you know their souls well not not even people today like to be photographed you know like not everyone says yes you know um, exactly I find it interesting though, because I think a photograph's a real impact important thing. Because you can take a picture of someone at whatever age you are, and then 10 years down the line, it's like, oh, that was really me at that moment in time. It encapsulates what I was going through, you know, who I was talking to, my friends, my partner. You kind of relate to that moment in time and you see yourself. So I always think photography is a great thing because it's always going to be more impactful down the line when you look back at it. Um, you know, it might be someone at the start of their career and they might go, oh my God, I was so confused from that period of time. Or they might go, oh, I was really happy and that was a really joyful moment in time, you know? You never know. So you've got to go, go through it, just give it a go. I love those artists that take pictures of themselves, like self-portrait every single day yeah, for the whole year. And then they look at, yeah, I just love those. I don't know. I'm just a bit <laughs> of a geek for that. I love those. They're so cool. Yeah, someone told me the other day they had done that. And I was like, that's, like, that's a real commitment to do that. But I like self-portrait. Yeah. 
So that's something that I'm looking at more. It's like I, for a good few years of my life, I've not really got an image of myself, you know. I've been taking pictures of other people and I was like, wait, mm. I can't not document myself um, for the whole of my 20s because the thing that I was just saying won't happen to me. I won't be able to look back. It would just be like exactly. the iPhone pictures of me at a festival, like off my nuts, I mean, you know, that's not really what you want when you're a bit older <laughs> and you look back. So, so yeah, I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to like document myself a bit more. Um, but yeah, it's a weird thing. So like think why should I do this? Why should I document myself? But I don't know. Like I photographed this girl called Millie the other day, and she does loads of self-portraits. Um, and that's how she started doing photography. She didn't really have anyone to photograph. Like when I didn't have anyone to photograph, I did street photography, but she did self-portraits. So a lot mm. of her bits of work is just herself. And I think that's really brilliant. Um, because yeah, if you learn to photograph yourself, I guess you'll learn to photograph other people. Maybe. It's a different dynamic. Whereas I came from photographing random people on the street, which is difficult because you've got to have a lot of good people skills to like coerce mm. them to come on, let me take your picture, you know. Um, and when I was good at it, I'd say like eight out of ten people in a day would say yes. But like if I did it now and I'm not very sharp on it, maybe like four would say yes, I reckon. So it's a learned skill. And then I adapted that to like taking portraits when I had the consent. So that was different. So yeah, I don't know. Self-portraits are cool. Absolutely. It's kind of getting to really know who you are first and foremost, which is a cliche before we can really get to be out there in the world and start taking pictures of others. It's like put the reflection upon ourselves first. Um, and what kind of tips would you offer someone starting out in photography? Like if you can give them three tips and tricks, what would they be? Uh, that's a good one. Uh, well, you know, what's funny is like when I first started doing photography, <laughs> um, I left uni and I was like, okay, cool. I want to take pictures. I did the street photography thing, blah, blah. And then I uh, I started emailing people. I emailed festivals, like all the biggest festivals that happened in London, like Love Box Field Day, uh, Gala Festival. And I just, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I'd love to like come backstage. And I think my only portfolio was like pictures of my friends and like those street photographs. And um, and yeah, I got I got backstage and it was kind of wild really because um, there's all these amazing musicians there you know like Anderson Pack or Pharrell or just like just like really Erica Badu really big people and you're just wow. like you're just there with your camera like hey let's take a picture you know so that was <laughs> to just reach out I think because that was really beneficial for me and I actually felt a bit bad for like music photographers when lockdown happened because that was just a thing you couldn't do you know for like two years all those photographers that had just left uni that was just like not on the cards for them which really sucks but hopefully they can all do it this year or whatever onwards so yeah just reach out that's what i did i sent emails to people just you know didn't know if you get a response but i actually got a lot of responses so it was good um yeah put yourself out there i think just practice a lot just take a lot of images that's what i did i used to just carry a little camera everywhere and just always take photographs um and then i guess also just be obsessed with it like if it's something you really enjoy just be obsessed with it i i made the mistake of talking about photography just endlessly to people that don't really care but now <laughs> now when I photograph artists you, you find kindred spirits because they're equally obsessed you know if you're going to be good at something you kind of got to be like a bit of a nut for it you're going to really be obsessed with your craft and like you know that's just something you got to do I guess absolutely I totally resonate with that I'm a bit of a crazy person and um lastly what would be your word of wisdom my word of wisdom oh that's a good one just give me like 15 minutes, I'll come back. No. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No. I'll figure out. Okay, word of wisdom. Um, hmm. 
Well, what's your word of wisdom? What, what do you <laughs> no, no, no. You're my guest. I'm not answering that. My word of wisdom. I don't know. Just like, just learn from your mistakes, I guess. You know, like that's what I did. I just took a lot of pictures, talked a lot, and then you kind of just realize your positioning in things. It's like I used to go backstage and do pictures of artists. And when I first did that, with like a chat box, you know. And then after a few times, you're like, wait, actually, this isn't my show, it's their show. You're kind of just like, you're giving them something, you're giving them pictures, you're providing a service, you're maybe friends with them, but you're kind of providing a service, it's not your show, so just take a step. Yeah, I don't know if learning from your mistakes is even a thing, really, but I guess it's just putting yourself out into positions where you can learn. Um... And like getting over fear as well, like mm. you know, you got to like, you just, yeah, get out your comfort zone. Get out your comfort zone. That's a better one. That that's a good one. I'm trying to do that at the moment. Even like documenting myself, it's not something that comes naturally to me. I'm kind of like, why? Who cares? You know. But people do care. Someone said if they like the look of you or they like you, they're probably gonna like your work. You know. So I was like, mm, maybe I will just you know get over that thing of like of showing myself or you know not just hide behind your work you know um absolutely yeah. getting out of your comfort zone that's a better one than what i said before. <laughs> <laughs> there's no right there's no right or wrong answer it's fine um but yeah so you're working on this series of works at the moment um you continue you're going to continue documenting artists from all over the uk and um and then maybe complete that project and start a new one yeah exactly like that's what i like to do um i've kind of already finished it really i've just taken so many pictures i did it all for free as well so it's like i kind of want to make some money now you know uh, <laughs> yeah I, I like you know like i do like to take pictures and people hit me up to do pictures but i'm like oh for a long time it's like all right i'm gonna do it very democratic it's just everyone you know do it for free but like i'm doing it for like two and a bit years man it's like okay cool i think i think i need to like finish it um and then I'm actually going to do another project. Because uh, um, I know Exciting. you're a spiritual person. And I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, I know you're a spiritual person. And I was thinking, am I a spiritual person? And I was like, mm, I don't know if I am. But what I think my spiritual aspect would be like, when I was a kid, I had like a real strong imagination. Um, I used to daydream a lot and like envision things. And then as I get older, I'm like, hey, I kind of like imagined this when I was a kid. You know what I mean, and you kind of work towards it. So that's yeah. kind of a spiritual aspect of life. You kind of envision it and then towards it and one of the things I always envisioned was having a studio in my apartment or living with a studio and it's the first time in life I've had the ability to do it so, um, so you basically so you envisioned this studio when you're a kid right and then and you're now living in that studio that you envisioned is that what you're saying yeah 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 well now I've got like um yeah now I've got like a backdrop and I used to think okay I want to have a studio with a backdrop and a coffee machine and then the other day, I, like, I bought the backdrop. Like, hey, I've got a coffee machine. Like, what? Like, this is kind of crazy. Like, have I yeah. done it? <laughs> so, yeah, you have. You manifested it. You manifested yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I've got a new project I'm going to work on alongside finishing this other project up. I just want to photograph people uh, just a bit like David Bailey did in the 60s. He, like, photographs mm -hmm. movers and shakers of his day. And he did an incredible job. And that's, like, when you think of David Bailey, you think of his images. And he probably took them in his early 20s. 
which is a weird thing to be unknown for something you did at such a young age when you've been making work ever since. But anyway, um, that's, that's true. Kind of I want to like take pictures of just my friends, um, and just people that I find interesting, all in the same sort of way with like a backdrop. But you know, I'll experiment and give it a go. But that's my new project I've been working on. That's really exciting. Do you know when that's going to be? <laughs> yeah, Olivia Sterling actually. Um, she's going to come here to my apartment on Tuesday. So yeah, she'll be the first person I can photograph. And then, you know, I'll just get a list and then just start photographing people and see how it goes. I don't really have a style for like studio work. I've never done it. And I don't really have much natural light here too. So I'm going to have to like experiment and see what works and what doesn't work and give it a go. Yeah, definitely. Learn from the greats. Learn from the greats. Exactly, I get a printer and just put those references on my wall. No, that's exciting. That's really exciting. And I, I really feel like you're on the precipice of something really huge. Um, stay humble. Stay humble. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Well, um, it'd be nice to meet you in person as well when I come to where you live. You know, in the country. Yeah, I would, I would love that. And I, I'm, I also come to London as well. <laughs> I'm coming to London next week briefly and then um, back and forth. I travel a lot, as you know, but I, I, I'd love to visit you in London too, uh, whatever works for you. Yeah, really. the studio. That's uh, so what I keep doing right now. I was like, hey, come to my studio. Kind of I would cool. love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, come through. It'd be good. And you're in Peckham now. Yeah, you're yeah. still in Peckham. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Pekka um, massive. Are there still, are there still those um, underground raves? Those raves are they still happening in Peckham? You know, I don't even know. I'm kind of out of that bubble now. I'm kind of in my own little universe where I just kind of just take pictures. I used to like go to a lot of events and take photographs, and like rarely I'd go somewhere and not take photographs. But I don't really do that anymore, so I just don't go out. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. You know, there's always things happening, and also we're about to go into a recession as well. You know, well we already are in a recession. Yeah. Underground culture becomes even more impactful, right? So, I'm sure it's going to be even more wild in the next few years. Absolutely. Um, we're also lovely having you here on High Pay, Brinley. Yeah, thank you. It was lovely chatting to you. It was awesome. Thank you so much. Um, and where can the High Pay listeners find your work? Um, well, I have a few shows coming up uh, some point this year. Uh, yeah, I've got one with Studio West Gallery in May. This is like a lot of the pictures I've done and I've got a show I'm doing with Guts Gallery in December. Um, Excellent. And then, yeah, I want to like tour it as well, you know, and also do a book, but I don't know anyone, yes. you know. If you make books and you want to work with me, hit me up because I'm not going to email. So, yeah. So, yeah. Well, this is it. This is the, this is what's happening. This is what, why we're doing this. You know, are yeah, we doing yeah. this? We're connecting, we're talking, we're sharing stories. Yeah, it's good, you know. Um, so, yeah. And then I don't know, you see it wherever you want, I guess, online. Somewhere. I definitely, I definitely see seeing you having having a book and several books of your of your works. I mean, you've already started with the magazine, you know, already. So it's just inevitable. It's gonna happen. I just have full faith that you're gonna hey, you're doing it. Yeah, thank you very much. It's one of those things I was aiming for a lot. I was like, okay, I'm gonna make a book. And then I've kind of got to the point where I've done it all now. Um I don't know. I'm not so much in it, you know? I'm kind of doing it, but I'm just doing it. Before during lockdown, it was like just really intensely. Like I photographed like close to 200 artists in like two years. That was like, I was doing like four or five shoots a week. It was a lot. Whereas now I've slowed down a lot. So I don't know, things will happen when they happen, you know? Absolutely. But, and it, it sounds like, as, as you said, you're sort of coming at a close of this project. And now you're sort of like, 
yeah ready for a new challenge which is which is great um and thank you again you know please do come back and let us know um about new ventures the new project we'd love to hear more about it as well um thank you again Brinley for coming and um yeah definitely high pay listeners follow Brinley on Instagram follow his journey uh check his shows out as well in person it's important to see the works in person um not just digitally um online follow us on Instagram under high pay voices as well share this episode far and wide thank you for getting turned on by tuning in to this episode and so many others on season one and season two as you know by now our episodes drop every thursday see you next thursday bye for now